Hi, here's Florian, and I'm today here with Mike. Um, Mike, give us a short introduction. Sure. So, hi, uh, uh, my name is Mike Salai. I'm a product manager at a company called Get Your Guide. Uh, my main focus is essentially building and developing out the um, the marketing systems and trying to essentially automate them at scale. So, a little bit about Get Your Guide. Uh, we're a tours and attractions uh, marketplace online. Uh, we're one of the largest in the world. Uh, we have uh, tens of thousands of products all over the world. And if you want to essentially buy Eiffel Tower tickets and you don't know where to go, you can buy it through us. Or if you don't want to wait in line, you can buy it through us. Um, and we have, we have types of products like that everywhere to shark diving, um, you know, off the coast of Philippines. We have, um, uh, tours if you want to essentially learn how to cook pasta from an Italian mama in Sicily. Um, uh, pretty much everything um, tourist-related. And, and our main goal is essentially to turn trips into ex uh, amazing experiences. And my main product focus is uh, the marketing side. So because we market uh, across um, over a dozen languages, uh, the main goal is instead of having... Uh, you know, 20, 30, 50, 100 people doing marketing. Um, we try to automate all those processes and learnings. And that's, that's my main goal. Awesome. So you have a lot of experience being a product manager for like a agile team with an agile team. So what do you would say is the most important thing about agile? Like where's the, where's the big plus point about it? Sure. So Agile is a great methodology, essentially, to streamline work and make sure that the, the team as a whole is working as effectively as possible. Now, the one recommendation that I can make is uh, don't do Agile for the sake of Agile because it sounds good or because everyone else is doing it. However, you have to start from somewhere. So uh, the Agile methodology gives a very, very good guideline to how you should work. However, um, over time, as you become more experienced, you should try to tailor that to your team. Every team is different um, in terms of uh, how long your sprint sprints should be, in terms of how long you should have uh, stand-ups and other ceremonies. So really trying to tailor it such that ultimately you're able to optimize your team's work, um, you're able to develop products uh, faster and better um, than you would without it, um, and you're able to essentially change direction Uh, quickly and effectively without uh, wasting uh, context time. So that's essentially if you um, change direction, usually it, it takes time to ramp up again. And Agile methodology helps you uh, change direction a lot faster uh, if done properly. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So one of the main points of Agile is that it, it helps you to, to bring the most out of the people, so especially for developers, like uh, enable their creativity. And then all together go in one direction. So we have like then the team, the team role, which is like how, uh, how you said it, uh, to like, in, like that it can one team for two pizzas, one or two pizzas. That's the perfect size. Then you have the, the product manager. So what, what you would say is the main, main job of the product manager? Sure. So, uh, the main job of the product manager, the way that I look at it is essentially, um, to be the butter of the team. So to make everything go smoothly and ultimately deliver a product, um, on time and to the acceptance criteria that, uh, that you define. So you, you mentioned it very well that, uh, product teams should be quite small and quote unquote agile in that sense. And if you think of the, the key term agile, it means you're able to move quickly. You're able to communicate with your team very effectively. 
comfortably. So the teams uh, should be quite small. And that's where the idea of you know one or two pizza boxes that the team shouldn't grow beyond that. So it isn't a, a massive corporate team with a hundred developers and you're, you know, moving quite slowly and everyone has one little s small part to do where, as you mentioned, uh, your creativity might not be fully, um, uh, enabled or leveraged uh, where you're only just coding one part. Um, instead, essentially everyone is, uh, encouraged, uh, to contribute to ideas within the team and be able to leverage those ideas from whether it be developers or in my case, I have developers, analysts, and then also some, some, um, some domain specific specialists on the team, um, to give their ideas and then essentially, uh, move forward on those ideas effectively. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, how you reach effectiveness as product manager together with your team what like your main metrics is for that the the main metrics is uh well the main metrics for success are the success that 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 we have within the team so um my team is not a front-facing uh product team in the traditional sense where yeah. where i have uh, uh user uh, user experience concerns to deal with um instead it's a uh, very very back end so yeah. i have uh, i work with back end engineers data analysts um again some specialists so um our goal we have some we have some revenue targets that we want to hit we have some system stability targets that we want to hit and a lot of it uh, has to do with um one of the planning processes that we 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 um we do every quarter is called OKRs, which are objectives and key results. Yeah. So um, we have a, a, a longer term roadmap, which um, it's encouraged that uh, it's supposed to be used as a guideline, not necessarily a waterfall in the sense that we have to do everything, but it essentially gives the direction of where we want to go into and it should be updated regularly. Then from there, we have the objectives and key results, which are quarterly based. Yeah. And from there, um, those should be essentially measurable and actionable. So um, these are goals that we say, all right, this is something that we actually want to solve, um, either to enable us to do something or to have some end goal, whether it be revenue specific um, or system specific. And then from there, we want it to be measurable. And we always try to choose goals that um, are realistic, but incredibly ambitious. Yeah. And during the planning process, we actually try to validate those ideas as much as we can. Okay. So, so w what we don't want to have happen is us say, oh, we can, uh, grow the business 500% in, mm -hmm. uh, in, you know, one month and it's just not realistic. Um, and likewise, we don't want to say, oh, we're going to grow the business 0.000001% where, um, it's not ambitious yep. and it's also very, very hard to measure that impact that you have at such a small scale. Yeah. So we want something that's measurable, um, but also ambitious. And once we have that and we've been able to validate it, then we generally have the projects we want to hit. Um, not necessarily in some prioritized order. Um, that's the idea where agile comes in, where we can continue to validate, but we have these big ideas where we say, this is where we think we can, uh, we can, um, uh, tackle, um, uh, over the quarter. And then, uh, and then we get to work. And this is now moving to the, the weekly or bi-weekly sprint plannings where yeah. we essentially get together and we say, okay, what are the, 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 the highest impact projects we, we want to tackle. What does that mean in terms of uh, what it'll look like in terms of how long it'll take and, uh, and in terms of who needs to be involved with those project projects. And that's where the product manager comes in, where essentially they're ultimately responsible for those end goals. They're ultimately responsible for making sure that the team's potential is maximized uh, throughout the quarter and onwards. Um, 
so yeah, it's 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 a lot of a lot of communication within the product ma- uh, within the product managers' roles within uh, within the team, but also outside of the team to make sure that there are no um, uh, dependencies that are, are gone without being seen, and then later on you run into issues. Yeah, make sure that um, you don't. Uh, you don't, um, you know, step on another other team's toes while, as you as you develop, and also making sure that um, you balance the, the the planning or the discovery um, with also the development side of things. So what that means is you don't want to have uh, forty hours of the developers developing, and that's it. Um, otherwise, again, they they become essentially just coding monkeys, and that's yeah. you know maybe twenty percent of their true potential. A lot of their potential is really knowing what the forefront of innovation is and how to best solve problems. So you need to actually get those um, those ideas uh, back to the team and back to the planning phase. Um, but at the same time, uh, uh, if you have forty hours of planning, then you don't get anything done. So yeah. there's a sweet spot, and it's not in the middle. Um, it's essentially trying to find the, the the sweet spot where you can actually discover new uh, new ideas to tackle, but also still maximize the the developer's developing time um, and essentially make sure that they're not distracted. And this gets back to the idea of those context context switches, where um, if you don't have this clear workflow or there are things that are uncertain, what happens is the developers during the development process will need to stop and then either validate assumptions as they go. Or if you hit a dependency, then there's a stop that happens. Or all of a sudden, if you realize that something, uh, you need to work on something else, then you need to switch. And if you think about, you know, whenever you sit down and you start working on something very complex, and then all of a sudden you need to move to something else very complex, it takes time to, for your, your brain to ramp up. Yeah. So you want to minimize that ramp up time uh, within your team to, again, maximize the ends of the, the, the team. Yeah, that's like a really good trick. So... Um If you say like to be more effective, you 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 try to get a balance between like the planning and uh, and the programming. Um, how how you think about it? Like you you say you always be more flexible of how much you need from what, or do you have like in your in your head a certain metric? Um, there has to be some flexibility, uh, and I think that flexibility also comes with. Uh, with some experience. However, um, there are some rules of thumbs as well. So whenever there's uh, some planning that happens, my general view is there should be at least one engineer in the room. Um, because if there's some planning and then you get to a point where you say, okay, uh, now we actually want to develop this and the engineers say, oh, that's, that's not feasible at all. Yeah. If you, if you all of a sudden say, oh, we want to do some advanced neural network to solve world hunger tomorrow. Yeah. Um, this is what we've came up. It yeah. sounds great in planning. And they say, that's just not possible. Yeah. Then you've wasted your time. So you definitely want that uh, engineering feedback uh, early on. Similar if you're similar to if you're working with um, uh, a product team that has uh, um, some design, uh, design aspects to it is you want the designers there early um, and you want them there often. But it doesn't necessarily mean you need all designers there yeah. and all yeah. developers there. So in the in the discovery phase, which is essentially the the phase where you um, identify the ideas and you validate those ideas, you want some uh, uh, some engineering in- insights yeah. in, in essentially all um, all points yeah. as you move forward. 
um, but not necessarily all engineering insights. Yeah. And likewise, um, during the, the, the actually development of the products that have been validated, that, that have been streamlined already, you'd want some product uh, insights to make sure that things are going smoothly, but you don't need the product manager there uh, working 100%. Um, otherwise, you essentially have someone who's micromanaging, yeah. and it's, it's not good for anyone. So there has to be a balance. And it also depends on the, the level of complexity of the project, how long you've been planning it. So it, it really, really depends. But generally, um, the rule of thumb is you have that discovery and development happening in parallel. Um, so these parallel uh, work streams where discovery, you're essentially validating tests, you have some ideas, and then the delivery is you're actually developing. Yeah, yeah correct. So one of the most important things is communication, right? Yes, absolutely. So there has to be there has to be clear communication um, within the team and also clear communication um, outside of the team in terms yeah. of what's happening. Um, if if there isn't uh, clear communication, what happens is um, you know things things get things slow down. Uh, again, you come you come to you come to halts. So all of a sudden, you need to validate ideas, or you you work a week or two and then you realize there's a better solution, um, which is uh, which is wasted time. So that's that's very important, and also the communication it it becomes it, it also depends on your team composition. So um, again, my team was, we have a quite a cross functional team, so it's not only developers, but there's also people from other disciplines. Yeah. So making sure that um, everyone knows what everyone else is working on, at least to some degree, not again to the most degree. Otherwise, then the the the, the data analyst is essentially understanding things to the same level of a developer which doesn't necessarily make sense. And a developer understanding the same level of analysis to an analyst doesn't make sense either. So you do want this division of labor to some degree. Um, it also matters where, uh, uh, where the team sits. So is your team co-located all together or do you have a remote team that you're yeah. also working with? Um, uh, are there time zones, uh, you know, differences? Are there cultural differences um, that you need to, uh, you need to uh, keep in mind? So the, the team that I have specifically, ha we have essentially our team co-located. So um, it's in the same time zone. So we don't have any issues in terms of having to wait, you know, eight hour, eight yeah. hour difference between the States and here. Um, um, but there, there are some, uh, some issues that could come with this if, uh, clear communication, uh, isn't built, uh, between the, or within the team. Yeah. So you have problems with the remote work issue because you're way more effective if you're sitting in one room. Yeah. So the, the, the rule of thumb again is generally, if you're all sitting in the same room, you can quickly, um, you can quickly just talk with the yeah. people. Um, that's, that's, I, my, my personal view is in general, that's better. However, there are also some downsides to that insofar as if you're remotely, uh, connected, then also you're going to be working quite a bit and you're only going to be disturbed when, when there's actually a question as opposed yeah. to just someone, every single question they have, they're going to yeah. be uh, raising it with you. So there are, uh, there are trade-offs. Um, I haven't had that much of an issue, uh, with a remote team. Um, 
And uh, I think one of the main reasons why is um, within the team, there is a tech lead uh, that essentially um, I communicate with that, that yeah. essentially I'm able to, instead of having to reach out to every single engineer and understand what's happening. Uh, and again, that's a waste of my time and a waste of all the engineering's time. There's one engineer that essentially is that point person that um, I'm, able, I'm able to communicate with uh, product ideas and they're able to communicate uh, technical ideas back. Yeah. So just reduces the whole managing time a lot because you have only one contact point and the contact point exactly it's, it's just trying to streamline things as much yeah. as possible as uh, as much as possible and again there's a tr trade-off the more uh you you streamline things the higher likelihood that there'll be things lost in communication and lost okay. in translation yeah um again if you communicate with everyone all the time you you there'll be no uh there'll be no misunderstanding but you won't get anything done yeah <laughs> so you want to you want to streamline to some degree But also there are still some touch points just in case, uh, you know, I, I really need to understand something deeper or if someone's a domain, domain expert, then I can really dive into that. Um, but it is good to streamline generally because again, not everything, there, there aren't issues with every single point of, of the development phase. Um, so for all of that can, the, the, the communication can be streamlined and then any bits that really there's issues with, um, then we can dive into it uh, yeah. further. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's the reason why you said like a product manager should have a good understanding of everything or a lot. And um, then just goes deeper where it needs to go deeper. Yeah, I would say that it, it I mean, I, in an ideal world, uh, everyone, in a, in a perfect world, everyone would know everything about uh, everything. Everything, yeah. But, uh, but that's just, that's just frankly not realistic. So, um, For, for the, for product manager, for myself, it's important to know the, the higher level concepts. It's, yeah. it's important to know the, the development process itself on how things are going. Yeah. Um, and then essentially understanding from, from the developer's perspective where people are and then having that trust with the team. So, um, not necessarily knowing exactly what's happening, all the lines that are code reviewing essentially, um, reviewing, uh, pull requests. Um, I don't do that. Yeah. Uh, that's something that, uh, wouldn't be the optimal use of my time and I wouldn't be the best at it either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's something that, um, yeah, that's left for developers. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a balance. So getting back to the idea of being like butter, um, there was, uh, um, a time where we didn't have a data analyst on the team. And when that happened, we still needed people to validate the ideas. And then yeah. the question is, is does it come to the developers or somebody else or myself? Uh, and I have some background in, in analysis. So instead of, instead of having the developers, um, not necessarily waste their time, but be distracted from where their best focus is, this is where I say it's, it's, it's the job of the product manager to quote unquote be the butter and essentially make things go smoothly. So then I would take on that. Um, that burden or that opportunity to find uh, find or validate ideas and then and then pass that forward so again making sure everyone's as streamlined as possible yep similarly if there's if there's bigger uh, developer um, uh, if they're if they're bigger uh, um, uh, if they're bigger essentially projects that are happening um, and we need some small scripts to be written That's something that I could ask the developers to do, um, and it it you know could take them uh, not that long to do, and they would do it very well. Yeah. Um, but it's it would still mean a context switch. So then that's something that yeah. I would say, okay, 
you know, how often do we, are we just going to use the script once or twice? Then I'll probably write it and, you know, be done with it. And then that way they can still focus a hundred percent on what they need to focus on. Yeah. So being effective is a lot about like keeping context switches as low as possible. Yeah. Keeping context switches as low as possible for the team and minimizing it as well for yourself. However, one of the, the hardest bits of being a product manager is the high degree of context switches you yeah. have because you're, you're dealing with people from different departments. You're dealing with people from different teams. You're dealing with different ideas. Um, and a lot of ideas don't work out even when you're, when you're validating them and then you have to switch to the next one. Yeah. So, so really switching around and trying to understand the problem space as much as possible. Yeah. That's good. That's awesome. So, um, What is, out of your experience, um, the most important values for a team that it could works can good work together in an agile environment? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I would say communication is yeah. very, very important. Um, I would say also some motivation, and and the motivation is essentially the being able to relate to the mission itself. Yeah. So, so are you motivated? by what you're doing. Are you yeah. motivated with the end goal? Do you agree with the end goal? Are you aligned? Um, that's incredibly important. And then also having, uh, you know, good rapport and positivity within the team. So, um, that's incredibly important as well. So things don't always go, uh, the way, uh, you'd want. And as essentially, um, uh, you run into roadblocks, how you deal with them. Um, yeah. do you get stuck? Do you get frustrated as a team? Um, uh, that's also, uh, very, very, um, important. And I mean, of course, I'm not talking about any hard skills because it really depends on the team and it depends on what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, and there, there are, you know, a lot of smart people out there, but it, I'm talking more about essentially the organizational behavior of the team, um, and the team dynamics that, that essentially make a successful team. So you, you, you check also like on the personality wise of the team to have a good mixture in there or how you think about that, especially if there's like problems coming. Um, I think it, I mean, it's very, very hard to, uh, determine whether or not somebody will fit into a team before they're on the team. I mean, yeah, that's point, yeah. I mean, somebody, somebody might not get, might be a great person, but just not get along with somebody else yeah. or might not like the, the, you know, or is, or is great on an yeah. all-star on one team, but then really just doesn't enjoy the problem space or it doesn't excite them. I mean, there's also the fact, and this, this gets before you, you hire people. Um, there's, there's obviously just general, I guess, uh, red flags that you can watch yeah. out for in terms of when you're interviewing someone. But once, once, you know, someone's in the company, usually they're, they're a motivated person. They, you know, they're, 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 they get along with a lot of people. And then the question is, is how they fit within the team. And I think, Part of that is just naturally how they fit within the team and whether or not they like the problem space. But I think a lot of it can be, uh, can be cultivated as well. Yeah. Uh, so what this means is essentially, again, creating that environment for the team to succeed, um, making sure that the team does have the support they need, uh, making sure that, that if somebody runs a, up against a blocker, that uh, you're, if you're able to help them unblock that or communicate that blocker as quickly as possible, such that they're not stuck there for a week or two weeks, um, Or even a few days and just getting frustrated because that's not fun. Um, and it doesn't matter how, how nice or how good the people are, or how good at communicating. If you're stuck against a blocker two, three, three, two, three days a week, every week, 
um, it gets frustrating and it's not going to be a fun team. Um, so it's about cultivating those team dynamics uh, um, as much as possible. So that's really again being the being the butter. Because yeah, that's that's definitely the role of the the product manager. Um, however, it also falls on everyone else in the team uh, yeah. to do that. So it falls on everyone else in the team to essentially cultivate that positive team environment. And it also, you know, it's the role of the product manager again to uh, execute on the team's mission. Um, and and the first thing that you can do with the team's mission again is coming up with these ideas on, yeah. on what you can do. Um, uh, and the product manager, I think it, there's a responsibility to come up with ideas and challenge ideas. Um, but ultimately the best ideas come from other people in the team because yeah. they're the ones working closest with the projects, really understanding the nuances of, 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 of what's happening. And, uh, and also being at the, 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 really the forefront of technology and innovation and saying, Hey, there's this, um, There's this new thing that came out that we might be able to use. Let's uh, let's explore it. Yeah. Um, so, really fostering the the team to essentially be be able to again promote that those team dynamics themselves is very important. Yeah. So, like that's like two big points. You always collect ideas. So everyone is a part of it to bring ideas in, but you also challenge everything all the time. Probably. Yes. Yeah. So. I wouldn't say challenge everything all the time. Uh, I think that would also get frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you definitely you, you want to you want to validate those ideas, and um, I think this gets back to a, a bigger question about um, uh, you know confrontation. Yeah. There can be you know negative confrontation, and there can be positive confrontation, and this gets back gets to challenging ideas. How you challenge the ideas. Um, and also the trust that you have between people. So if it's somebody you don't know at all, and all of a sudden you say, oh, this is a terrible idea. Why would you even think this? That's not a good way to approach it. Yeah. Um, now, if you if you know the person very well and you say this is a terrible idea, um, it's still probably not the best way to approach it, but there's that trust there already. So trust is important. And then secondly, how you how you approach challenging those ideas. So whether it be challenging the timelines in development. So how long will this take? Oh, it'll take two weeks. Oh, is that, is that realistic? Is it, is it, is it ambitious? Is it, is it ambitious enough Too ambitious? Um, what do other people think? So really just communicating this and, and making pe challenging people to think through their ideas, um, is very important. Um, and likewise, it's very, very important for the team to also, uh, challenge the product manager. Yeah. So ultimately it isn't the role of the product manager to say, uh, this is what we're going to do. Go work on it. Yeah. It's uh, the role of the product manager to align all the ideas in some uh, some level of prioritization, and the team to challenge that, and the team to say, "Well, we don't necessarily agree with this. Why did you put it here?" Yeah. And then, and then for me to to essentially explain that, and if I can't explain that properly, then maybe I haven't done my job properly, or I need to go back to the drawing board. So yeah. at the end of the day. People are a lot more effective if uh, they they're working on something they agree with. Yeah, and if, and if and if you say if you say hey we need to work on on this and they say well we don't think that's going to have any impact and I say go ahead and work on it. Um, they can work on it even if it would have an impact. It's not going to be it's not going to be done properly and it probably won't have an impact just because the the passion won't be there the yeah. creativity won't be there. So it's it's not a it's not. It's partly what you do, but it's also how you do it as well. That's yeah. very, very important. Yeah, and will be more even. They will be even more motivated if it's their idea. Yeah, what they're working on. So that's like yeah, then the highest one. 
Awesome. So for, for planning in general, I think this includes what we said. Um, you're planning only the main things and then you're figuring out in a team together what makes sense and how to go on so yeah. that you have at the end a plan where everyone put their feedback in and agreed to it completely. And then you execute it in a sprint and then you come back and see. Yeah. So, so this gets into the, into the general planning process. So we have, uh, essentially a set of ideas that we have where we, where we quarterly say, these are the, the big, um, you can consider it, uh, um, things we want to work on. And generally we have it quite vague. So we have it metrics driven. So we don't say, Oh, we want to, uh, do a, um, uh, or build a, because, uh, uh, a might not be actually the the best thing to do. So we would like, we would usually say we want to, um, either, you know, some, some teams would say we want to increase engagement, whatever engagement is, whatever metric is by X percent. Yeah. And then how they do it is essentially once everyone says, okay, we, we think we can probably do this because we have a lot of ideas around engagement. Then we start, uh, ordering them in terms of where we think the impact will be and then validating those, uh, assumptions as well. So what work do we need to do in terms of, uh, writing out any technical specifications, product specifications? Um, what do the acceptance criteria look like? Yeah. Um, um, what tests do we need to run in order to validate the parts, uh, the, the smaller parts? And, and it gets, it gets around a lot to how you, how you formulate what you want to do yeah. and how you're able to break it up in smaller pieces such that you can validate those pieces and, and move forward with some degree of confidence as opposed to trying to tackle a massive project at once and then realize it doesn't work. Yeah. Makes absolute sense. Yeah. That's probably also the main job of the product manager and the team supports that just always with the feedback and their own. Exactly. Yeah. So it is, it is the main job of the product manager to keep that, uh, organized and moving forward. Um, uh, however, the product manager is a lot less effective in doing that if the team doesn't provide their feedback yeah, exactly. and doesn't challenge and doesn't give their ideas. Um, so that's also critical to the team's success. Yeah. Awesome. Mike, it was a pleasure. Cool. Thanks a lot for having me. And then uh, see you next time. Yeah, looking forward to it.